Well, hello, Gundam Maniacs. Welcome to the next Gundam Explained podcast. Glad you are here. Already seeing so many cool people in the chat. Robert Santo Bell, who is in a completely different time zone, like opposite. Um, Ian Goose, Jedi Sela, uh, Dark Samurai Neo. Uh, let's see, Lucas Garrett. Good to see you. Um, Brian Zanicelli. Hope I didn't miss anyone. I did say Robert Zenit Frenrier. Good to see Zionic Shadow. Wow, it's good to see everyone in here. Neon Wave. But you know who is really good to see? Of course, it's Steven. Steven, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. What episode are we on again? You know what? I remember <laughs> this time. I do. It's it's 64, only because of Nintendo 64. I don't yeah. know why, but that's just, you know, it's kind of like 69, and then people are like, <laughs> nice. 64. <laughs> if, if I see 64, yeah. it's like, ah, oh, Nintendo 60. I mean, those were some golden years. Uh, oh, yeah, that was the gaming. best. Um, but also, um, Stephen was really cool on your stream yesterday. We had, uh, John Lynn who, um, yeah, check out the links in the description for, at her stream I was on yesterday. We had a cool Gumpla customizer on. One of the first I found on Instagram when I first got into Gumpla and wanted to post pictures just because I really, um, uh, I, I was interested in seeing more of the abstract things people would do, and that caught my eye, um, like the Dude, texture. Despite all the technical difficulties, that was such a fun conversation, and like, yeah. you know, you guys yeah, I talking. I, I could have just listened to you guys talking about Predator lore oh. all night. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. I, I love geeking out about Alien and Predator. There's not many people that can hang when I start talking Alien and Predator. It's like, I mean, do they really know what they're talking about? Um, yeah, yeah, some people are out here like, oh, man, Ridley Scott nailed it in the second one. <laughs> oh, yeah. hey, well, he, hey, well, you never came across as some, like, uh, like self-professed, like, alien fanatic, so. Um, no, no. But you recognize good cinema and directors when you see it. I try. I do what I can, right? We all do. But, no, thank you for uh, for coming on. That was, a, that was a lot of fun. That was a great conversation. So, um, yeah, thanks for indulging me on that one. No, 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 that was great. Yeah, so guys, check that out if you haven't yet. It would be cool to get some guests on, you know? Um, uh, I'd like to do that at some point, although I think, like, Stephen and I really occupy enough time to begin with, so. Uh, but for, We um, do a lot of talking. Yeah, we do. Um, but for, no, for today's show, um, we're going to talk about Witch for Mercury, since that just came out. Tons of different types of reactions have come out for that. Um and then we'll talk about uh, the Zaku 4, because GBO2 just got that released as it's the new suit. And I remember seeing Jap uh, the Zaku 4, and I'm like, man, I still haven't done a deep dive on the Zaku 3 as far as I know. Or, you know, or, it, It's funny, because I'll come across suits, mobile suits, I'll research them, and be like, okay, interesting suit. But then down the line, I'll forget about that suit. It takes repetition of me getting into some source material that includes a certain suit for me to eventually wrap my head around it. Um, like the Barlint, you know, because that's really a Zeta thing, but it, but Unicorn, it really stood out. And so, but it's a variation. Um, so well, and that's the best that. part about Unicorn is there's so many throwbacks and like, you yeah. know, subtle references to Zeta and double Zeta that, you know, even, even us old fans can, can look back at it and say, Hey, I know that mobile suit. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it's great. Uh, like, I'll always remember when I first tried watching it, when I first got into Gundam, and I was like, this is the dumbest thing ever. And then once I got 
through most of UC, everything kind of required to really get it. I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. Um, I, I love that. I really do. Um, yeah. It's kind of like actually in a way how I've been feeling about Star Wars lately because that Andor show is good. It, it, it makes me think, oh, there's something there of Star Wars still that can exist. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of those Disney Plus Star Wars shows are, are very, you know, fan service is not the right word, but there's a nostalgia aspect to them that is appreciated. Yeah, like it, it for instance, just seeing Luke mow through all those uh, dark troopers or whatever, like that's something we've always dreamed about, you know, and we, and we kind of got to see it with it. And it came it came across better than I think it could have. That could have went bad. Um. But um, yeah, let's uh, yeah, let's move on here for a second. Um, yeah, I wanted to talk about the Patreon just in case because we have this. Uh, actually, I, I I can share that screen. I have a little screen of it here. Um, yeah. So uh, there's the G Watch podcast. Um, uh, it's gonna be a new monthly podcast available for supporters, and so it could be either Patreon or YouTube. Is actually the supporter tiers are exactly the same so it's just more of if you'd rather do youtube or patreon it's all the same stuff you get discord access um yeah you get the this podcast um it's pretty cool where uh supporters uh it was the mods from this last episode but supporters um can either be on and help out um and we'll just talk about a gundam series or a show or a movie and we kind of vote on what it is every month so man i loved that first episode that you that you guys oh, put out it was cool. spectacular well, good. Yeah, because yeah, you know not what, a dull you... moment. So I, I, uh, oh, I highly recommend you guys check that out because, um, you know, it's nice to hear some other voices interacting with Adam, you know, besides me, because you know what you're gonna get with me. Uh, I think that Ian and Selah and Goose, they, uh, they bring a lot to the table um, in terms of conversational prowess and a lot more uh, nuanced takes than I do. So. Yeah, you know what? It is great. Like, especially with this group of people, they've been very helpful to me on this journey with this YouTube channel. Um, and they've, I mean, uh, they helped come up with the ideas and the concepts and then working on it. It was just like talking with friends. It was great, uh, especially being the first episode we recorded. Um, but yeah, so what we'll end up doing is like every month kind of, uh, I'm still figuring out how exactly either vote or as a group we decide you know, what will be this month's podcast and then we'll pick a show to watch. And, and then I think I'm still figuring out the details, but even maybe some sort of like entry form for supporters to fill out so that they can possibly be on the episode. So, yeah. Um, okay. Let's see. Um, what else is going on? Oh, hearing echo in voice. Um, you know, I personally am not hearing anything, but we'll see as that goes. Uh, Hopefully, because... I fixed it. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. No problem there, though. I mean, it's hey, it's better than not hearing anything or not seeing anything. That's what usually ends up being the. <laughs> yeah. Specialty. Last night was a lot worse when, like, you know, our call just dropped and like you and John Lynn were going on and on. You know, and I'm sitting there trying to fill the dead air, like. <laughs> no. Well. Well. Let me ask you: Were we not on at that time? So that's the funniest part is that I was still streaming. You guys were talking on the call without me. Oh. So it was. <laughs> wow. Oh, that was cool, though. Um, but I even think even with that little technical issue, first time doing it like that, uh, it, it went pretty well. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. for sure. Okay, so um, up next, let me uh, let me uh, screen share again just real quick. Um, so since last time, there's actually a preview for those that aren't supporters. I want to check out that uh, G Watch podcast. There's a preview of first thirty minutes of the first episode. Then there's the reaction to Witch for Mercury. So we're going to talk about Witch for Mercury in a second. And then the real grade God Gundam video uh, that has a fun build. I, I recommend that awesome. for anybody. Yeah, that wants to, If even if you haven't built a real grade before, it's just, it's pretty fun. It's not too challenging. I think they really did a good job of streamlining the process to build it and make it a cool action figure. Um, Okay, let's see. The next thing I wanted to hear from people to see okay i i asked did you enjoy uh, witch for mercury episode one why or why not and 95 percent said yes uh, that was at, out of 165 votes so i think that's pretty cool um how many people enjoyed it that's a good sample size you know yeah. if, if it were like 10 votes you'd be kind of like oh yeah <laughs> yeah you know uh but robert is saying heck yeah especially that I had a double cheek clapping SM gave daddy's boy. <laughs> it's like, there's one thing that's in my head and I did not make that connection. Um, oh, even says, although I didn't see that first due to not having seen the other series. Oh, first episode has series. So Utina, Utena, Utena. So thank you for putting that there, Robert. So that's my first, I've never heard of Utena. Other than neither have I. Other than, I just for some reason I get, I keep thinking about looking in magazines. Uh, like I'd look at the imports inside magazines or something and seeing all these things I've never heard of that are from Japan. Um, you know, maybe seeing that there. But I'm hearing that a lot that it's a similar story, which I think is pretty cool and kind of um, I guess uh, par for the course when it comes to um sci-fi anime movies tv shows a lot of things really borrow elements kind of like that joseph campbell thing with the hero's journey um well and you know it's interesting because in anime you have you know almost these types of genres that technically they exist as tropes in western media but we don't have a word for like isekai oh right? yeah you know <laughs> like we don't have a word to describe this is that type of anime and so it's interesting when you hear like, oh, this anime is exactly like this other one. You know, you're almost expecting there to be a new term to come out to define the young girl at mobile suit school anime. Yeah, just like video games in their genres, music in their genres. Yeah, I get, that makes sense, too, with, um, you know, with the anime stuff. Um, so, you know, in that case, you know, that actually makes it a little more exciting because they're using kind of a tried formula that had good results yeah. and they're kind of using that with Gundam. So that's pretty cool. Um, let's see. Uh, what was, I saw, I think someone in the chat was, it was a Brian Zanichelli saying you're watching. I enjoyed watching episode one of which. Okay, good. So someone else enjoyed it, but I mean, it's Gianni okay. Shadow said it. that, uh, that episode got him really excited. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, I agree with Zionic shadow. You know, I want to get both, both you and Eddie uh, over on the on the stream at some point. So oh, let me know yeah. about that. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I do actually, love the Gumpla Bastards. So yeah, and in fact, we were just talking about that. I was maybe a month ago or something. I joined his Twitch stream. We bought that. Yeah, we should yeah do something like that. That'd be a good idea. 
Um, uh, okay, so Barry, or oh man, I that I butchered that last name out of all last names. It looks simple at first, but then it has these vowels in order that I. But anyway, yes, more Gundam. I think that's a good answer. Um, Wind Watcher. It's my first Gundam, and I was very impressed. Oh, very cool. I like hearing it's people's first Gundam. I think that's pretty cool. And, and that's always what I'm excited about. You know, like, yeah. um, you know, I know that you kind of came back into the Gundam fandom shortly after IBO launched and yeah. like the, that first airing. And there was just such an air of excitement about the new fans that were coming into the Gundam, you know, community, if you will, because of IBO. And so I hope that we have the same sort of enthusiasm and new fans coming in as a result of which from Mercury. And it looks like that's the case. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's good just to further reinforce, you know, the distribution of Gunpla so we can get more. Um, and actually, something I'm going to get to later, but Target's going to start carrying some more Gundam merchandise. But I'll get to that here shortly. Actually, I do have that link up, do I? Yeah. Nice. Um, okay, so uh, Dark Samurai Neo, yes. Marcus Todd, is there a dub available? I tend to wait for dubs. You know what? There's not. And I'm usually, I'm someone that recently was waiting for dubs for non-Gundam stuff. And I realized, yeah, with Gundam, it's like, I'm going to watch it, even if there's no dub. I, I just, like, I have to take it in. But with, for instance, Legend of Galactic Heroes, when Season 3 came out, I think that's what it's called, right? Legend of, or something. It's, it's a crazy Galactic name. Ep epic name, yeah. yeah. Um, the When it first came out, it was just the subtitled version of, of Season 3, so I didn't bother watching it. But now they have it dubbed, and then apparently now there's season four already out, but it's like the first episode or two, and it's it's subbed. So it's very interesting. It's like something's out, and I could watch it subbed, which, which will leave a different impression than if you watch something dubbed for the first time. You know, it's... Oh, 100%. And, and so sometimes I think about that. And so, but when it comes to Gundam, it's like, well, I usually watch the Gundam series multiple times, and I'm usually watching them dubbed and subbed, so it's no big deal. But other anime, I wonder if one... If I watch something dubbed, what if I like it or dislike it more than I watch it subbed? Um, I don't know. Well, and you know, it's funny how that works out, like not even just in anime, but in live action as well. I recently oh. saw someone did a little meme compilation of the Japanese dub of the boys, that uh, superhero show on yeah. Amazon Prime. And... It is so fantastic. I recommend that anyone go watch the Japanese dubbed version of The Boys. Even if you don't understand a word they're saying, the voice acting is so expressive and so fantastic. I love it. Man, yeah, with that type of content in that show, yeah, that's got to be a good one. Because it's almost like a, a live-action anime. Yeah, um, yeah, in a lot of ways, for sure. Yeah. Um, let's see... And then um, uh, Olivier Pilon Rousseau, sorry, uh, where can we watch? Uh, so, like, officially, like, in the, in the Americas, it's like Crunchyroll or North America, it's Crunchyroll. And then I guess in other territories, you can on YouTube. Um, but I, I think it's supposed to be on Gundam Info, but it's supposed to be Asian territories. I bet if you search around, you'll find something. Oh, yeah. Guaranteed. Um, yeah. And then GS, uh, GZ Sprout also wears it to watch. Okay, so hopefully I answered your question. Um, yeah, so real quick, though, let's... I wanted to talk a little bit about Witch for Mercury. Um, first of all, 
the part that I don't want to spend a lot of time on is like the you know internet back backlash stuff because eh, I don't have time for that. Um, but to be <laughs> honest, I was not seeing people complain about the show online. I was seeing people complain about people complaining about the show. Um, Isn't it funny how that works? Is like there's almost like a manufactured yeah. backlash. Yeah, and then and then if and then there's. Uh, some credence to that when it comes to like Disney properties. And I don't, again, I don't know how much this stuff is true. I don't like accusing bad things when it might not be true, but D Disney is purposely or some uh, bigger production houses are in their marketing. They're purposely pushing the um, lack they get for trying to be, you know, and, and it's almost like, why are they talking on it? Cause it's almost legitimizing you know, when people yeah. make those dumb complaints and it's like, um, it's almost like giving an excuse for someone not to like something. Um, I, I don't know. I, I will say though, the truth is I, I have not been seeing negative stuff about this new Gundam show, which is really cool. I feel bad for maybe people that have been, maybe they have some people on their timelines that, uh, talk a lot of crap, yeah. but it's been all positive. Um, Look, I'll I'll, I'll be right. the first to admit, you know, like like at first, like you, I didn't notice a whole lot of negative stuff out there, but you know, there is a mutual that I have that I'm not gonna throw names out there, but they posted some like really kind of nasty, you know, kind of trolly memes about Witch from Mercury and kind of disparaging about it, and you know, again, like you said, it's like man. If it's not for you, then it's not for you. That's fine. Like, you know, just don't die on this hill. Like, this is not the this is not the fight. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's good. I guess the, the really the takeaway here is if you just happen to be someone that you're running into someone being very toxic about something, I think it's important that we kind of be responsible and be like, hey, that's kind of toxic. I don't know. I uh, yeah. you know have the conversation with someone um, because I think sometimes people don't mean to get that way. It's just Every day, doing the grind, social media, people tend to build that kind of uh, persona, and they don't mean to. So, I mean, um, I tried to squash a bit of that beef this morning on Twitter, and of course, like I shouldn't be on Twitter, but you know, I was up feeding <laughs> feeding the infant, and uh, oh, okay. I'm like, yeah. you know, if I've got a bottle in her mouth, I'm on on my phone scrolling Twitter. So, you know, I see some of the like nasty back and forth going on, and I was mm -hmm. like, you know. Ultimately, you guys don't care about the content of the show. You're just looking for an excuse to tell other people that they're not allowed to enjoy it. And that's all that at the end of the day, that's what it is, because, you know, and, and this is both sides of the sort of argument, so to speak, is it's, you know, some people are accusing the other side of one thing. The other side is accusing the other side. And they're just trying to say. Gundam, Gundam is for us, not, not for you. And it's, it's like, like, no, Gundam, Gundam was never, never for you. It was always, always for us. And, and so, you know, it, it's, it's like Gundam's Gundam for everybody. everybody. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's... Imagine, imagine having this kind of conversation about like Coca-Cola, you know, like, yeah, the, the, the creators of Coke never respected your kind. Like, I don't agree with you. So you should be allowed to drink Coke. Like, get out of here. Yeah. It's a product for us to consume. It's a toy commercial. Yeah, and you know, I remember, I forget where I heard it, but I remember, because, you know, I love video games, and someone was talking about, ah, oh, Call of Duty is now bringing in a new crowd of gamers in that we don't want, 
And then I remember someone just said it and it clicked right away. They're like, what are your thoughts on that? And it's like, well, if that means more people are getting into gaming. Better, for, you know, someone might get into Call of Duty and then realize there's Dark Souls and be like, what? You know, and and I will say, though, there is this gatekeeping. I think it comes from some place that can be valid. And I will say that in my experience, when it comes to the video game market, when mobile gaming started becoming a thing at the same time as monetization, that really has changed gaming for the worse. It's because they realize that they can throw out a wide net, get a huge group of people that are not gamers, but to get money from them. So then all these video game companies, developers are like, well, we either have to make games like that or, you know, so they stop making, you know, games. And I think that we've seen in recent times that if, if a developer does take their time and a publisher gives them time, a game like Elden Ring, Dark Souls can still succeed. So yeah. it's, yeah, I think it's like, um, it's only like a wave. I think sometimes it might seem like, uh, you know, something's changing, but, uh, you know, I bet like when I, if I, if I was in the Gundam and then I saw what they were doing with G Gundam, I'd be like, what the heck, what is this? They're ruining, <laughs> they're taking it away. <laughs> well, and that's where, you know, like I'm very protective of the things that, that I enjoy. Right. Um, Witch from Mercury is not a threat to Zeta Gundam, even if even if Witch from Mercury was terrible and I hated it. And I, I don't. I, I love Witch from Mercury so far. I'm excited to see where they go with it. But, you know, it, it doesn't take away the things that I already enjoy. Like, I can still go back and watch 0079. I can watch War in the Pocket and yeah. not even be affected by current Gundam. Right. Like, yeah. No, so and that's what's cool about a, it. Um, you know. Yeah, and but, but I definitely like like you said, I understand being protective about the things that you care about. Yeah, it's like this weird almost survival instinct, but then you have to really assess what the outrage is, you know. Right. Uh, right. but um but no, you know, really getting into which for Mercury, you know, one thing it is it is amazing and it might be like this nowadays. I don't watch too too much anime, but I love it when you watch an anime that just looks great. So for one which for Mercury just looks good. Well, Stephen, let me ask you: Do you do you watch many current anime? No, I'm definitely okay. like a, a retro anime kind of guy, and I'm probably going to completely butcher um, anybody's expectations by saying this. But like to me, the character design in Witch from Mercury has like a very Ghibli Studio style look to it because it's a very soft and round character design like the characters don't have sharp angular features they're very like you know they, they almost look like marzipan um which is a very interesting thing for a gundam series to have because the last time we saw that was like turn a gundam was like that very soft featured characters yeah. I, I like to uh compare it to like disney style yeah, exactly yeah. it's got that disney, disney pixar, pixar feel, feel to it, it which is a very interesting, interesting juxtaposition, juxtaposition next to giant robots yeah and especially the story it's telling yeah um so what was really cool so first of all the prologue was awesome on its own if you think about it because it's like this lord dump sort of like background thing to set you up but then when you get to the show this first episode it, it already had some badass mobile suit stuff going on so first of all we got uh, okay, these are some names. It's going to take me some time to remember. Grulik? I don't know. I, I really just made that up, but his name is something like that, right? No, Gruel. there's Grul Jarek, I think is his name. <laughs> it's, I, I want to say it's Guel. 
Okay. Jay Tark. Oh, okay. Just Tark. Eventually, it'll take me about five episodes in, and then I'll memorize one of them. <laughs> I I like how he's a jerk, and I love that pompous like uh, mobile suit he has. In a way, it it, it mimics like his hair. In a way, the the way he uh, I don't know. It's it's a good representation of the dude in his mobile suit. Yeah, and I think you I mentioned keep pushing this. the meme that he looks exactly like that uh, the jerk from Stranger Things, the older oh, yeah. brother Billy. Yeah. <laughs> But I think this is something you mentioned too, but that mobile suit actually looks pretty sick. Like, sometimes when I'm seeing new mobile suit designs, sometimes it'll be like, right away, yes, that looks good. And then sometimes it will be, I don't know. This one was one of those where that's interesting, but the more I saw it, the more I was like, wow, yeah, this is good. So The Delanza has a look to it that's very similar to the, um, what is that mobile suit from Unicorn that I'm thinking of? The, the very chunky mobile suit. Okay, let's let's think about this. The name was on this. the tip of my tongue, but as soon as I wanted Kshatriya. to say it, it was gone. Um, You're not thinking Kshatriya, are you? No, 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 not the Kshatriya. It was a, it is a Federation suit. Okay, um, let's think about this. I like this challenge. Because I even did a video of all... Well, no, that was the Torrington one specifically. Okay, so a chunky unicorn suit that was Federation. Yeah, what am I thinking of? I know the chat's going to have it already, like, queued up. Gustav Carl. Gustav Carl. Yep, oh, that's yeah. The one. The Delanza has a very Rex. Gustav Carl look to it. Um, now, yeah. I will say this. Um, right. Zionic uh, Shadow said that he pre-ordered all of the, the high-grade kits. The The high-grade Delanza does not look as chunky as the anime Delanza, and it's very disappointing to me. Looks it like, looks very, like, sleek and, you know. Uh, it sounds like that's a custom. Yep. You know, it looks like just you're going to have to... a whole bunch of plastic, just fatten yeah. it up. Looks like you're going to have to do a live stream on uh, making the anime... Ac- <laughs> Ver anime... Delanza, or But yeah, now I- I'm curious, like, what was your take on the Demi Trainer mobile suits oh. when they showed those? So it's cool because it almost looks like it has... It's not like an over-designed thing. It's almost like a grounded, almost practical-looking thing. But I love that it also... It, it it may be throwback for the fans, but almost like that uh, the, the uh, Xeon looking thing, you know, with the more of the yeah. domed head. Um, I, and but I love the fact that we see like a whole bunch of them. So I just yeah, love the idea kind of that already seeing doing yeah, thing. <laughs> not only are we seeing yeah different types of suits walking around, but then like the mass production uh, part of it. I love that whole aspect. Um, yeah, that was awesome. And to I, me, those yeah. the, the the demi trainers look the most Gundam-y to me. Yeah, you know, I think so. If you think a legacy of Gundam and everything, because the proportions. But what 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 was interesting? So this GM trainer, we see, we're seeing them at the school, correct? And so I guess if if someone's family, I guess, wasn't rich enough for them to have their own mobile suit, they would probably just use a GM trainer. This is just speculation. I don't know if all that. And someone said it, is it Wolf Saints? Thank you in the chat was saying that there's a short novel that covers the time between the prologue and episode one. Um, I remember hearing about that, but I haven't looked into it. Uh, is it in English? Do we know? Uh, I, I think it's been translated because um, a lot of folks over on my Discord were talking about about that visual novel and saying that, you know, it kind of helps fill in some of the gaps because uh, that would... You know, as far as complaints about the show go, 
I think that most people were just saying like, man, I wish that they would do kind of like a lore dump because I, I feel like I don't know what's going on. Yeah, and, especially you know, after setting but, but up. I love that they didn't do that. Yeah, you know, that's what's so interesting about this because that prologue was the lore dump. It was the Wikipedia. It was the Rogue One. And yeah. then the first episode was like the Star Wars where you're just, I, I sometimes hate that I'm making all these Star Wars references, but or, or comparisons where it's like you're thrown into this world. And it's like, I didn't understand. They're at the school. They have molesters and they just freely fight in the middle of the school. Wait, they're battling for marriage? What? you know but yeah it's we're gonna learn more about it as it goes um i like xionic Sh shadow saying stop saying gm <laughs> i will always say gm um <laughs> no, that's a good one though i love that um let's see um uh was there anything I'm, i was trying to see if anyone i love what's going on in the chat actually it's like i'm just reading this and like okay there's the show but you know, that that's that's the other thing about Witch from Mercury that's been fantastic is that it's got people talking, and that's... Yeah. No, yeah, yeah that's good because it, it's cool in the first place that this is a simulcast, so for future Gundam, will they think, okay, let's do simulcast dubs for each market, That and I would think English and Japanese. I, I, I mean, I'm assuming English is the... Yeah, no, I think that would be wrong. What first language... <laughs> I'm, like, talking without making a point... The first and most spoken language of enjoyers of Gundam is probably Japanese. Would the second be English? I would say definitely the second would. So, well, even if you were to argue that the second most po or the second population that is most now I'm getting lost in preposition preposition outside of Japan, the the most popular countries where or the the countries where Gundam is most popular. Even, Even if, if it's, it's not, not English, English speaking, speaking, I think, I think that, that you'll, you'll find, find that, that um, you're going to cover the most ground by dubbing to English, English, if that makes, that makes sense. Yeah. Because, because generally, generally speaking, speaking, like, like um, you know, you know a, lot a lot of Singapore, Singapore translations, translations come out, out in English, English not, not what's yeah, the native language in Singapore. <laughs> yeah, and just in general, I think people in other countries are more, you're more likely to run into someone that's multilingual and knows English. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. That that that's yeah. the the point that I'm trying to make is that you're going to cover the most ground going with English because it's the most marketable language out there. Yeah. And uh Kaz WM is saying a lot of setup and lore for Mercury and Ariel specifically is in the short 8-page novel that came out recently. <laughs> 8 pages. Well, sign me up because <laughs> <laughs> even light novel. I was like, oh. <laughs> but I could do 8 pages. Um so let's see. Um, uh, I like that Brian is saying that... Um, oh, I, I just lost it. I think he was saying something about the... Um, how did I lose it? I think my eyesight's going out. Did he... Did, did somehow his chats just go away? But I, I thought Brian Zanichelli was saying something about it looking like the RX-78-2, which is kind of like that classic... Or the area, which is kind of like that classic thing that they do in these Gundam shows where they make a Gundam look like the classic. Um... But what's interesting is because, like, in Double O, the Exia, it was the main Gundam and didn't look like it, even though they had that O Gundam that looked like the classic Gundam. The yeah. Exia, and I don't even care too much about the Exia look, but, like, it's funny because even in Wing, there wasn't really anything that looked like a Gundam, right? Because, I mean, yeah. anything that had the RX-78 to, like, it had maybe the head and the V-fin, but nothing that was, like, 
color schemed, right? Um, yeah, I mean, the wing was kind of close because it had the blue chest, you know, some red accents to it. But, yeah. you know, those, the Gundam wing had, like, the Green definitive thing. chest yeah. lights, whatever you want to call those. Oh, and then technically the aerial does too. It's just a different technology, you know, um, yeah. even though it's kind of that same sort of thing. Um, okay, so something I didn't remember seeing in this episode, um, but were they showing anything that had to do with uh, cybernetics? I don't remember them showcasing anything to any specific character yet. Well, I mean, technically, the Gundam aerial itself is. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm wondering if, some, like, because yeah. in that, uh, uh, some of the clips from the prologue, um, or their clips in general where they show people that are, like, part cybernetic and all that, I'm wondering if how much that's going to be a play in this. Because I'm watching, I'm about to finish that cyberpunk anime, which is great. And you know what? It's funny about things being similar, because watching cyberpunk anime, I haven't finished it yet. But so far, it's like the same story as in the way as Ghost in the Shell. Um, yeah. But I've only seen the movie of Ghost in the Shell. But the idea that, you know, there's some cybernetic stuff going on. You pretty much take someone, make them a weapon, you own them. And there's this kind of like love between two people that are caught up in it. Well, and there's um, there there's always going to be civilian applications and military applications to all types of technology. And so that's the kind of vibe that I get from Witch from Mercury, where yeah. you have the, you know, we, we make prosthetics for people that they can control with their minds. And um, yeah, but then, so I, you know, obviously there's going to be a military application for that that makes them a lot more money. You know, yeah. you use one to pay for the other. <laughs> Uh, I remember stumbling across that video um, ages ago of a woman that was using like this advanced headset to control a third arm and was like feeding herself an apple using the third wow. arm. And I was just like, do you guys want cyber new types? Because that's how you do it right there. That's <laughs> Before you know it. Um, yeah, it'd be crazy if like some company starts coming out with a new thing called cyber new type or something. You know how that happens sometimes like Skynet. I think a real company came out with something that called Skynet. That has to be a joke, right? Like that's. <laughs> uh, but um, no, yeah. Um, I, I'm curious, like, I, you know, for instance, in even Double O, you know, you in because uh, I was just watching Seed. There's coordinators, but in Double O, there's innovators, innovators <laughs> and then there's yeah. the um, uh, the people that were trying to be trained as an innovator or whatever. Um, Lots of names to remember. So it's like I'm wondering what this aspect is going to be. Is it going to be where it's it just happens to be if you have a Gundarm or Gundam that that's going to come into place, or are we going to start meeting more characters that have different cybernetic enhancements? That then because I'm wondering if because yeah, if you think about the other Gundams, when there's some sort of ability or something to a character that's usually part of their plot and storyline. So um, yeah. What, unless for this the, one, the it's foil just for that, right? Yeah, yeah. Unless, unless for this one, it, their power is that they're lesbians. Um, because isn't that the no. which is <laughs> pretty cool? You know, it's funny. That's another thing that I did not pick up on. Uh, I guess that that these characters are potentially love interests. I don't know if that was confirmed somewhere, or it's just I I know when I got on Twitter afterwards, you know, people are saying, "Oh, first lesbian couple," but I was like, "Oh, I." 
you know, Saletta was very interested in her. Yeah, she went to her little place, wanted to talk to her more. And I yeah, thought but, I mean, she felt Saletta bad. As a character, yeah. like her character's characterization doesn't lend itself to being um, romantically aggressive because she's such a reserved and she's yeah. like socially terrified. You know, obviously, you know, in these situations where she confronted Ghoul for the first time, she's like, hey, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, you know, that that's that's a good call out. I was thinking about that earlier, because if you think about like Amaro, he was the main pilot guy and he was, you know, whiny. He wanted to do the right thing, but he was also kind of like whiny, you know, and he got over that. So with Saleta, like her character arc, it's that more reserved nature. She like usually she maybe just hides behind her Gundam when she wants to get something done. And so maybe part of her character arc in this and because she was off at Mercury with her family, so she hasn't really integrated. So th that's yeah, probably what like her arc is. She's a kid that's, yeah. like, that's going to public school for the first time and is just terrified. <laughs> yeah, so that is actually kind of cool to think about with where the character is going to go, is we're probably going to see her starting to be more confident. I can't wait to see what happens now that she's the, I guess, the leader, or not the leader, the since she's the winner, the champion, I guess she's the top mobile. I wonder if that means there'll be a battle uh, every episode. I mean, it gives me, like, big Ender's Game vibes where, like, you know, she shows up and she kicks the crap out of the kid that's the, the big the big yeah. man on campus, you know? Um, and so now she's got this big target on her back, like, Ender, uh, like Ender Wigan, you know? Did you read the Ender's Game novel, or oh, did yeah. you see the movie? Oh, big, yeah, I never... big fan of the Ender's Game. Oh. The, the movie was terrible. Don't, don't watch the oh. movie. Okay, I've <laughs> always Ford heard of that. Can't even save that one. <laughs> And that's funny, yeah, because Harrison Ford in Star Wars, because I remember back when I liked, when I first got into Star Wars, I would look up other things, and I think, I, I, when did the Ender's Game book come out? Oh, the Is book that... was like 83, 84. Oh, it was wow. a long time ago. Yeah, because I remember coming across people saying, hey, Ender's Game, check that out. And I was like, I don't know. I don't read. <laughs> um, oh, Wolf Saints in the short novel explains her characteristics and why she's like that. So, yeah. even more reason. I can't wait. I'm going to be, I'm going to read a book. <laughs> it's eight pages, but. I mean, I, I smell a Monday video. I'm just saying. Oh, hey. Um, if not episode two reaction. There you uh, go. Xeonic yeah. uh, Frenware, the gun system reminded me of Iron Mask. Oh, and the uh, Rafflesia with all the glowing tubes popping out of his head so he can control the wired beam guns. A total of 125 plus the mobile armor itself. I mean, yeah, that. Mobile armor and F91 is pretty sick. So, it w so yeah, what other kind of mobile armor will we see in, in which Mercury poss possibly, you know? Um, I, uh, it, you know, that's even making me think. Um, you, someone in chat said this earlier. Uh, that's the thing with the chat. Sometimes I just see something and then I'll remember. But they were saying um, uh, something about what's going to be like the next evolution of the aerial. Because, like, I know in March, they're coming out with a Gumpla option part that gives it, like, this thruster pack, like a space type, if you will. Even though I think the Lifrith was in space without any um, binders. But I wonder if that is supposed to be just the upgrade it gets, or we're going to see another Gundam uh, come into play. I wonder if we'll get hints of what the next one could look like. Um... I mean, if you think about in all shows, I even think like Double O is very like I don't even remember they got new mobile suits. Um, uh, Zeta <laughs> is a, a like classic example of like badass Mark II, and then Zeta. Victory 
he had the victory and then got the V2 halfway through. So, yeah, with Ariel. And I've heard IBO, the Barbados, has a bunch of different variations. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, on the one hand, that's it's cool for selling toys, having all these different variations, but um, or, or model kits. I'm sorry. I don't want to. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, you know, the, there's something to be said about the iconic design of the Gundam and even, you know, um, the the discussion about is it is it victory or F9? well no no it was victory that they rearranged episodes because they wanted yeah. the Gundam to be in the first episode, which um, it wasn't a bad idea. They it's like they made a first episode with his friend Shakti I think is her name like narrating, yeah, just some action scenes, and so you know there's something to be said about having like that iconic heroic mecca that is the one that carries you through the uh, entire series um now obviously in zeta you know you kind of have to wait 20 some odd episodes before yeah. you get the zeta itself um, i know but i i really I, i'm hoping that this is like the kind of final incarnation of the aerial because if they start doing that same thing that they did with the barbados to me it kills the uh the, the the iconic nature of that of that mobile suit like well, to me barbados form four is the barbados um and i know a lot of people are like no lupus rex and i'm like well i mean i think you make a good point i i because I, I was thinking about this when i was watching seed last night because and i forget what the main seed that kira the unit he's in is freedom. called freedom okay because it has like different parts it puts on when it goes out yeah. so it's hard to like think of an iconic freedom i mean so far it seems like it's like well it's either the long range parts or the other i forget you know that you put on it um because yeah when i was watching an episode last night and he was going out i couldn't recognize that first and i was like oh because it has these option parts on it um uh, another thing about seed real quick is the are they don't have any color and when they turn on they get color yeah. No, I've never heard anyone talk about this until I watched it. <laughs> yeah, that's the that, that's kind of an odd choice. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it, it's kind of cool, you know. It's like um, that seemed like a very popular thing to do in anime at the time. That like the, the there's that sort of animation style where it transitions from the the black and white to color. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, and actually, corrections. It's the strike. It always is the strike. But uh, I, I don't strike, even know. Strike, freedom, freedom, infinite justice, <laughs> justice, I don't know. And then there's That's... impulse strike. Yep, there's strike and there's, impulse. And there's strike impulse. And then and there's, there's like perfect strike. Perfect strike. And then there's freedom strike. And then impulse strike freedom. I don't know. I really just made those last few. Up. <laughs> um, but probably not. Oh, they're saying that's called uh, phase shift armor. Thank you. Gundam Wingo, good to see you. And Ian and Adrian, thank you all. Um, okay. Oh, they're striker packs is what it's called. So in, to my mind, it's almost going back to what you, you were saying in a way. It's almost like doing it that way is more for the toy than it is for the story. Right. So I, I agree with you then. Yeah, I would rather Ariel not get an upgrade unless they do a very like cool one that makes sense to the story. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So what... Was, okay, so any final thoughts on the show? Just uh, what I'll say real quick is, you know, I like cool sci-fi. Most of the time, I don't find many cool sci-fi shows. And to me, this is just a cool sci-fi show. 
It just also does a good job of being Gundam because how it's pitting people against each other. We have the corporation stuff and the mobile suit battling just in the first episode alone. It's awesome. Yeah. 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 I love getting some uh, mobile suit fights in episode one. Yeah. Um, I, my controversial take and you know, this one's the one that's going to get me canceled is, um, of course I cannot stand this. It infuriates me to no end. And I want, I want it out of the Gundam fandom. I want it out of the Gundam community. Stop naming things gunned and gundarm and well <laughs> look, no I, um, no you need to get ahead of this and you need to apologize to all the gun people out there <laughs> no <laughs> no no yeah, but i, I mean, see what you mean nuts in seed where you know you have the g-u-n-d-a-m system like <laughs> yeah i know what you mean don't do that don't do the naming conventions with the <laughs> yeah, i remember when that gundarm first popped up in the prologue and i was like Oh yeah, and I just—I thought it was a bad I, translation. <laughs> so, yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah, because it was a bunch of translations at first, but it's one of those things where it's like, uh, okay, you know. Um, uh, and <laughs> did I say this like that's fair? But then it wouldn't be Gundam. True. <laughs> no, it'd be Gundarm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might as well just call it Gundarm. Um, you know. Um, oh man okay so well cool yeah i'm glad that show's cool i can't wait to keep talking about it um but i want to move on real quick um for those playing gbo2 which i have not been but i feel an itch and that i'm going to come back into it especially if they're going to do like the holiday or the halloween stuff where they like i have my pumpkin mask <laughs> from yeah a couple the of years holidays ago. are always fun in gbo yeah so i might jump back in but um Zaku 4, I was like, wow, a Zaku 4, huh? I can't say that I have ran into a Zaku 4 in lore, so... The, um, now, did you play the, the demo mission in GBO2 with the Zaku 4 in it? Oh, no. No, I didn't. Because oh, I guess yeah, they, that, ha they have them available. It, it's, it's been out for a while. You know how they oh. you know, do those like, yeah, the simulator missions, missions where yeah. you could go in and kind of like sample a mobile suit. Um, I, I think I it was think called, it was like, called the like the Great Axe Princess, Princess or something like that. Like but, that. but um, oh, oh man, that Zaku oh. Four is awesome to pilot. Well, that makes sense that you said that because when I looked up this uh, Zaku Four, I realized there's very little information on it at all. But then I yeah. saw that there is this Princess unit, so th that must be yeah, uh, Ilya Pizomus, and that that looks sick. That I mean, it, th that looks like a Zaku and a um, Cubley put together. Um, yeah. Wow, I have never looked at this before. Wow, look at that rear. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> um, first seen in ninety. Neo Zeon newborn Neo Zeon. Interesting. I love that axe. The axe is like the size of it itself. Yeah, it's awesome. So who is this Ilya? Oh, I was about to say, looks like a double Zeta character. Wait, so this is someone, she's a, a Neo Zeon officer. Why do I not recognize her? Um, I mean, she looks like a, a character that would be in double Zeta. Yep, that is 80s-tastic right there. Yeah. 
Double Zeta's like peak 80s, like gem style uh, character design. It's like when everyone else was already at peak 80s and getting out of it, they just went full on, like beyond. <laughs> they doubled down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Double down. Yep. On the Double Zeta. Yeah. No, it has to be. Anyway, you know what? It's funny. I'm going to have to watch Double Zeta again. I can't believe I'm drawing a blank. But well, I guess she so, was hanging out with um, Mashamir. So Xeonic Shadow mentions that it's from Moon Gundam. It's a. Uh... You know, so so it's not in Double Zeta, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, but the but character is. Yeah. yeah, just, yeah, the suit, yeah. So that's what's interesting. So, yeah, Mobile Suit Moon Gundam. And just looking at it, it looks like one of those. Is it Katoki that does the moon designs? Or is, is that, that someone else? Let it wouldn't me surprise me if it was Katoki because, you know, they kind of had that, um, that distinctive, like, flair to them. It's like they're almost... Kunio Ukawara designs, but they have like a few extra panel lines on them. Yeah, well, I I know what you mean. Where it's like, yeah, depending on the detail. But actually, looking it up, it's someone named. Wait, did you say this name, Gyopu Ipe? No, no. Okay, sorry. <laughs> that that's my Americanism, um, <laughs> leaking out. But oh, Rikungista in G. So this is someone that's done some recent work that I haven't uh, even seen. Iron-Blooded Orphans. Oh, I like go. that. I like that there's a, like a handful of consistent designers. That way they can keep in mind the design evolution. They can get that Until wrong. they bring in Sid Mead to just like yeah, I know. throw crap at the wall. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, even looking at the artwork in the picture gallery for this artist, yeah, those designs look really cool. Yeah, and it looks like a lot of stuff um, that you see in other Gundam, so... Yeah that, that, yeah, that is very cool. Um, but with the Zaku 4, the main thing is it's just cool that there's a Zaku 4. I mean, everyone loves a Zaku 2, but then there's, like, you know, the 3, which we don't even get to see too much. Um, but the 4, not at all, unless it's, you know, a comic or something. But that looks sick. I wonder if there's even a um, Gumpla. Not to my knowledge. Um, I do have a Zaku 3 Gunpla. Yes. Um, That's what I, I need to get, a Zaku 3. Yeah. And there there are two versions. You have, like, the, um, you know, the, the sleeves version, and then you've got the, the you know, 0088 version. But, yeah, the, you know, the Zaku 3 kind of gets a bad rap for, you know, being the first mobile suit that uh, Mashamar Cello uses and, you know, being kind of a joke character, his mobile suit is kind of a joke mobile suit. Right? Oh, yeah, I guess, he, yeah, they kind of didn't give it, yeah. Um, yeah, because I'm trying to think, what was the one that was in, um, oh, that has the Tristan? Uh, oh, um, Twilight Axis. Yeah, Twilight Axis. Was that a Zaku 3 the guy had? I even just did yeah. that video. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was a Zaku 3 custom. All right. You know, speaking of, you know, we're getting near the end, but, you know, speaking of um, Gumpla, I was just looking at what, let's see, this is, the, oh, yeah, the pre-orders. By the way, were you able to pre-order the, the Zeta Verka? I forgot. Or is that available yet? I did. I did pre-order the Zeta Verka. I, I didn't want to, but I caved in, so. <laughs> Where, where'd you get it from? Is it just P-Bandai? Is that the only place, or? Uh, no, I actually was only able to find it on USA Gundam Store. So, oh, oh, well, that's cool. 
Yeah. Okay. And um, I mean, for those of you listening, uh, USA Gundam Store has like a, a price match guarantee that they're running too. So it's like eighty-five bucks to pre-order it, and um, you know, if the price drops before then, they'll refund you the the amount that it goes down. So that actually, I, I'd pay eighty for that. I might do that. Yeah, that it's not bad for a for a master grade Verka. So you know what? I've I've gotten to the point where I'll pay up to 100 for a master grade. I mean, I guess just in terms of I went from when I first got into it, I would see them all the time, buy them between, you know, 60 and 70. And then now I never come across them. And so if I did for 80, I would buy it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't yeah, mind. I I mean, I one of my biggest regrets that I'm going to go to my grave with as a as a Gundam fan was being at New York City Comic Con and um, you know, I had some cash in my pocket. And I was over at a Gunpla booth, and there was the Master Grade Psycho Zaku. And, uh, you know, I think it was like 90 bucks or something like that. And the guy said, look, man, do you have cash in your pocket? How much? And I was like, I don't know, like 50, 60. And he was like, give me whatever's in your wallet, and you can have this kit. And I was like, "Mm, no, I'm good. I was like, I could have had it. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it's kind of hard sometimes because if there's an item you're looking out for, sometimes you'll get an idea of what you should pay, but you, you might not know in a year, it's a completely different thing. I've noticed now robot spirits that I was trying to grab like a year ago are now either pre-owned in great condition or I can get them uh, uh, discounted on Amazon. Uh, it's kind of weird lately. I've seen robot spirits and what's weird is a lot of the robot spirits that have been discounted and moved on. They're now re-releasing. Um, like I was looking at Hobby Link Japan and they have the GP, uh, GPO one FB robot spirit, uh, coming back, uh, in stock again. The, um, yeah, I mobility Zaku to the, um, Tristars. I, I remember I bought one cause it was on clearance and now they have new ones in stock and they're not that expensive. Yeah, it's not too bad. But no, I mean, my advice to you guys is, you know, go to your anime conventions, go to your comic book conventions. Not only are you going to have a good time, but like, especially on Sunday, um, vendors don't want to have to carry all that stuff back with them on the plane or on the bus back to their hometowns or whatever. So they are like, they're giving stuff away. (laughs) Yeah, that that's a good point. And I have to look out around here in Dallas for those conventions now that I'm into, you know, the anime side because they're probably more Gundam than. Yeah, I want to say, isn't yeah. um, I, I might be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure that is Matsuri in your area, or am I thinking of a different one? What is it called? Matsuri. Never heard of it. What is that? Is that a store? Or? Uh, anime Matsuri is a is a annual anime convention. Um, but again, Not there's tons in the uh in the DFW area that I yeah. know are. I bet I just. You know, haven't, yeah, haven't seen, yeah, the same anime monster thing, huh? Interesting. Okay. Um, but anyway, you know what? That that is the show. Let me uh look uh in the chat real quick to see if there's any last things. Um, Lugu Scared saying I love the Zaku three. Yeah. Um, that's a good one. Neon Wave. There is no Gumpo for Zaku four. Yeah, that's weird. Um, wait, and then. Zionic firmware, also the J Savior, basically the GM version of the G Savior. Oh, PS2 game only. That's cool. Yeah, I would love a J Savior model kit. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know what? Even when I did that video like a couple weeks ago about like the late UCGMs, there's some in there that that would be pretty cool model kits. Um, let's see. Uh, anything else? Yeah, if you're saying check the uh, AMX 011G from Advance of Zeta, it's a Zaku three in standard Zaku two colors with a beam Gatling gun. Uh, That's cool. I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah. Um. First wave is always expensive. Second wave is cheaper. Oh, speaking of second wave, I'm seeing there's a reissue of, and I guess I'll change my screen real quick, of this Amon Karn statue. Now, I've, I've evolved tastefully in my ways, and I would, I would totally have a statue of this uh, fine figure on my desk. But $105, I don't know, like, if my wife was like, that's cool, how much was that? Like, if I said 105, she'd be like, why would you buy a lady to put on your desk for $105? Because yeah. I, I am infatuated with her. That's why I would buy this. <laughs> that's, that's the problem with those Gundam girls, man. They'll get you. They will but, get you in trouble. Yeah, 105 oh. for a statue. But to ask, have you ever bought an anime statue? Are they just that expensive? Is there something I'm missing? I mean, I think that's like all kind of figures and statues, oh, right? I don't normally I mean, buy statues. The, um, yeah. You think about like the sideshow collectible, like Marvel figures are like insanely ex expensive. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, uh, Lucas Garrett simping for Haman. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> uh, no, but anyway, no, that was cool. That was a good uh, episode. I'm glad we got to talk about Witch for Mercury because I know that's on everyone's mind. It's, it's really cool. That we've got this new Gundam show that's actually pretty yeah. cool. It's probably a good idea to just mute your Twitter notifications for Gundam for like the next six weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, the stuff that comes up sometimes. There's some funny memes though. But um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Thanks all. Thanks for everyone in the chat. This is always fun to do. Thanks Stephen for being here. Always fun to do. Check no, the links in the you description. Guys. And um, you know, yeah. next time I'll try not to bring my invisible clone that offers this fine echo <laughs> hey i wasn't hearing it so <laughs> no problem no i'm joking but anyway <laughs> um all right well cool we'll see everyone uh yeah have a good weekend